I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey, chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. Uh, Thank you all for your support. Uh, It has been wonderful. I've had plenty of coffee Uh, (laughs) and some yo-yo biscuits. (laughs) You've all been amazing. Uh, Thank you for making use of that feature. Uh, Today, reactions to The Deadly Assassin. Okay, chickens. Uh, first up, um, I want to talk about the reaction to the deadly assassin in the context of the time. Uh, so I mentioned it briefly, but the the amount of violence on display in episode three, where you know you had the scary surgeon with the giant syringe, uh, we had the doctor being drowned, the doctor, uh, you know, getting run over by a train. Um, so all of these things were terrifying uh, and scared children. Uh, but the mostly they scared the people who were scared for the children. Uh, <laughs> People who complain about what's on the telly, uh, namely one Mary Whitehouse. Uh, she was in charge of the um, the campaign to stop such revolting things happening on television all the time, especially when children were watching. Uh, and, you know, in the end, the, the producer of this series, Philip Hinchcliffe, who had been producing since Tom Baker took over the role, uh, was kind of asked to move along uh and they brought in someone who might make it a bit more silly and fun and they did indeed um so this was kind of the beginning of the end for the very serious dark and gothic era of doctor who uh also when this episode went out uh the now nowadays a lot of fans go oh this is the best doctor who ever and there are so many things in doctor who lore and canon that come from from the deadly assassin like the type 40 tardis this that's the first time they ever called it that rassilon had never been mentioned before like he had you know as as we've seen the only other mention of the ta- the time lords before this was really in uh the three doctors which we just watched before um and that was more about omega so yeah rassilon was new the 
the sash of Rassilon, the key of Rassilon, the uh, shower curtain of Rassilon, which I think is what they wear to uh, <laughs> formal events. Um, but yeah, so all of those things are brand, brand new in the series. Like so much of it, the Matrix was new. By the way, uh, so yeah, this was 76, so this is a full year before Star Wars uh, had the words going up at the start of the screen Um, and long before, you know, I mean, it happened a long time ago in the movies, but usually in the silent ones. Um, And now uh, the other thing that happened for the first time in this one was, uh, yeah, The Matrix. Like, you know, I know... Everyone thinks about the Matrix. They think of Keanu Reeves and and Lawrence Fishburne, and you know, doing a bit of karate. Uh, but it, this is yeah, this Matrix is the same thing. I deny the reality of the Matrix. Um, so yeah, it, it's it, this is. I do wonder whether the Wachowskis saw this and went. Ah! Oh, or it's just an accident. By the way, did you know Matrix is the name for the thing at the bottom of your fingernail that makes fingernails grow? That's um, something I learned doing hard quiz. Someone's topic was toenails. What is wrong with people? Don't make me look up toenails. <laughs> it was disgusting. So many fungal toenails on the internet. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, now... One of the things, like, when this episode came out, the Doctor Who fan club at the time, there was a lot of people... There were there were a lot of people, like, I'm mixing up my tenses here. There were a lot of people saying it was terrible, it was the worst episode ever made, it ruined everything we knew about the Time Lords and about the Doctor. It ruined all the mystery. Uh, it just, you know, the Doctor Who was never going to be the same again. And I feel like... These are all the things that have been said about the timeless children, about finding out that the Doctor was the timeless child, was not actually uh, a, a Time Lord. And everyone's like, well, then how did no one know about that? How did no one know about that before now? And in this very episode, we see Barusa basically going, yes, yes, well, I know that's what happened. But what we're going to have to write in the history books is that this happened because that is just ridiculous and we cannot have that in part of our history. Um, Which is also another thing that they were arguing about uh, in the 70s when this was on was they're like, who is this Rassilon dude? Why is he now the most important person? Why is there no mention of Omega? It's like, there's no mention of Omega because he got sucked into a black hole. (laughs) And the and like Barusa said, that is uh, not not the that is not the history we want written. What we want written uh, is the survivor of the black hole engineering, and that was Rassilon. So he can be the boss of everything, and Omega can be uh, a forgotten footnote uh, at the at the end of nowhere. So that's my theory for that. That they just rewrote history, um, like Barusa tried to do with Goth and making him a hero and the master. You know, the Doctor has nothing to do with it. Um, uh, you know, here's another... Uh, you know, Restaurant probably had nothing to do with it. He was probably down the shops while Omega was doing all the stellar engineering and then just went, ah, oh, yeah, I'll stick that under the capital. I'll put that Eye of Harmony down there. It is weird that they don't know the Eye of Harmony and what it does and that the key, they think the key is ceremonial. It's like, no, no, it's got a purpose. Um, it's the source of all your power. Really? That That's the source of our power? Oh, I just thought it was a magic box. I mean, I guess it's the same with electricity and gas. Like, you don't really, you know, care <laughs> where it comes from as long as you turn the light on and it comes on. Um, 
Anyway, back to the three doctors. I wanted to have a question about why the second and third doctor are so reverent to the first doctor. Like, he knows everything. It's like, he's the youngest one. Like, surely... He is like their adolescent self. And then, so I have a theory. I know every now and again in my theory theory podcast, a theory actually comes up. I have a theory that Time Lords age in reverse. So, the crusty old man who was the first Doctor and the, you know, the, when people get old, they become hideously conservative. Uh, I can feel it happening to myself every day. Um, but I, and that would explain why in the one where the first Doctor is being played by David Bradley uh, and Peter Capaldi, and that's why he's so sexist and horrific. And it's like, oh, because he's become an old man because they age in reverse. And that's why the Jodie Whittaker Doctor is so excited and silly and fun and she's like a toddler essentially maybe they they age emotionally in reverse i don't know it's but it seems weird that they would all be reverent to the first doctor uh because like and, and trust his word and what he has to say and like that he would know more because they're older than him unless every time you regenerate you know it's it's like getting drunk, burns up all your brain cells. Um, so I now have a massive geekery alert uh, for you from James, who has been thinking about the words they use in Doctor Who. Uh, he says, I have a suspicion that this is one of the things that got me into the show back in the day, and that is the names of things. Uh, Rassilon, Diva Loca, Davros. They all have a sense of reality about them that made the worlds real. Uh, they have rhythms, poetry, embedded linguistic cues that just seem to work, especially when delivered by RP actors. Um, he says, maybe it's evidence of the difference between my child brain and my grown-up one, but I don't think that the modern series has been as successful at this, with few honourable exceptions, the Ood and Raxacorica Fallopatorius. I don't think that world creation through language has been nearly as important to the new series. I find it much harder to conjure up the names of people, things and worlds that have been coined for the show. They are much more likely to use regular words, Silver Devastation, which is lovely, or mixes of old and new, Zachary Cross Flane, which is a very good name. I think Chris Chibnall is trying to do more, but with mixed results. Sarunga is pretty good, I think, but Ransko Avkolos is an utter dud. <laughs> James. I suspect this proves very little other than that times change. Maybe that all of those old Who writers had classical educations that enabled them to craft words that push some cultural buttons. The current writers have had more a diverse set of influences, and that is what we gain as it comes out in the storytelling. That is true. Uh, but one thing that this thought process led me to was to consider story titles and what would happen if I was to pull them all apart. So I did. Oh my god, he's made a spreadsheet with all 1,004 words used in story titles over the whole course of the show. <laughs> Colour coded by Doctor. Oh, James, bless you. Uh, and in case we're wondering, the word the appears 236 times. Um, I think there's something in that, James. But I think also part of that is that, you know, these episodes were essentially little plays put on by people who were performing Shakespeare every other week in rep somewhere. Uh, so they imbued the names with that kind of speech. Also, I think your child brain and your adult brain has a lot to do with it. Like kids growing up with Doctor Who now probably can remember the names of all of the things, but I can't remember any of the names of the things because I'm an old person. Just like I can't remember the lyrics to a song 
that I've heard 74 times on the radio, when even though I've been doing, you know, radio every day uh, in my adulthood. But I could sing every Madonna song you could possibly imagine, even weird album tracks no one knows, word for word. And ABBA songs, even worse. But then I learnt them when I was five years old. So I think it's something about our the plasticity of our brains when we're younger. Like, so when we watch Doctor Who as a kid... Those words go in and they stay there. Whereas, you know, watching as an adult, it's like, yeah, I can't remember what old mate from down the road was called in that episode with the thing and they had the green hair, you know, the one. Anyway, that's why my podcast sounds like that because I can't remember the words as a grown-up. Uh, <laughs> all right, tomorrow, you, more of your reaction. Sorry, I only got to James. Um, to how you felt about the deadly assassin. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.